bringing you the top stories from Bonners Ferry to St. Mary's and everywhere in between. This is the North Idaho PrepCast with Ryan Skaggs. That's right. It's another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we talk about everything uh, in Districts 1 and 2 each and every week, breaking down everything going on up north. Brandon Bainey is always joined by Ryan Skaggs. And if you're uh, listening to this, you uh, can get the audio-only version at IdahoSports.com and wherever you download your podcasts. If you're watching the video version of this PrepCast on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or our Facebook page, You'll see that uh, Ryan was still sipping some, I assume it was coffee. Might have been tea. No, it was coffee. Yeah. Pre, a little pre-show coffee. Uh, I got to keep it rolling. I'm like, I got to approach my paw today. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's where between my wife and I, we're a two-pot household each morning. So Yeah. No, I've been, uh, I've been, it's cold out. We should be, I think they said by this time next week, we might have a foot of snow on the ground. So yeah, it's just one of those mornings I kind of got st- to a slow start had to get my uh my go juice in uh, yeah as soon as we're done recording i think i'm gonna go refill my cup actually so yeah i mean if we could pick up a sponsor i would say yeti mugs would be one of- <laughs> <I> would think- <laughs> take some free merch yeah yeah no doubt for sure so, <laughs> yeah the nice thing is uh like like uh my, myself ryan you work from home so um it's it's nice to be able to only have to walk a short distance to get the coffee and not have to talk to anybody when you're and in an office stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're, when you're not in an office, you got to make all the rounds and Oh yeah. Hey, how you doing? And all that other yep. garbage. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. All right. Definitely. Well, uh, what isn't garbage is what's going on up North in the winter sports. I mean, yeah. across the board, every single sport uh, has standout teams, individuals, and I wanted to start with wrestling this week because we, we talked about last week how wrestling up north is generally really strong. And you singled out a particular individual uh, from Coeur d'Alene uh, yeah. and had a really solid week. Yeah, Rylan Rogers. Um, just a shout out to him. A great kid and just a hardworking, very humble, humble kid. And uh, he went back east down to Ohio last weekend and uh, wrestled in the Walsh Ironman, which is one of the most prestigious high school tournaments in the nation. It only takes um, top individuals, not necessarily teams. So he competed and, uh, he has committed to the university of Michigan for wrestling, but, uh, ended up taking runner up in his weight class at the Walsh Ironman and, um, had a, had a great finish. And he, obviously he was a, a state champion last year for Coeur d'Alene. Um, obviously we'll look to repeat again this year. I would put money on it, but, um, he's, uh, just a great individual and, and, and a kid that just works super hard and helps almost like have another coach in the room too, for for the Coeur d'Alene team. So congrats to him. That's an amazing accomplishment to take second at that tournament. Yeah. And you mentioned the commitment to Michigan. So for, for fans that maybe aren't diehard wrestling fans like us, Ryan, the, the big 10 in wrestling is like the sec in football, all the power programs, all the, all the national championships are, are coming from the big 10. So that's like the top level of competition collegiately as well. Yeah, and he was getting looks. I mean, Oklahoma State's where his cousins both wrestled. Um, Jordan Chandler Rogers. I don't know if you're familiar with wrestling in north in the Northwest. Those names would ring a bell. Um, but yeah, the Cowboys couldn't land him, and he went to Michigan and made a great decision. Wrestling in the Big Ten is, like you said, I mean that's as as top as you can get as far as uh, conferences in the country for competition. 
So he'll be wrestling the likes of, you know, like the, the Iowa's and Wisconsin's got a great program. Ohio state's got another great team on Penn state. Obviously we know all about them too. So um, he'll be, he'll be tested weekend and week out. And um, you know, he does wrestle for some national teams too. So maybe that works its way into Olympic competition someday. We'll see. Hopefully um, that would, wouldn't be out of the question, but just a, a great kid and a great uh, athlete. So congrats to, to Ryland. Yeah, we had our first wrestling coaches poll of the season come out late last week. I, I think each week it's going to be released probably Thursday or Friday. So keep checking back to our website, idahosports.com for that. Uh, in yep. the first poll of the year, results are kind of skim, you know, kind of kind of scarce. So I think that a lot of it is based on how did teams do last year. So it wasn't well, a big well, – Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll know a lot it. next week. <laughs> Let's put it yes. that way. There's a huge tournament up here this weekend. So yeah, we'll know, we'll, we'll know a lot more. Well, we definitely will know a lot more because up north it's been a lot of duels and you know five A's versus four A's early on and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Meridian was the top team in the in the five A wrestling poll because they're the defending five A champions. But when when you look below the surface, Meridian is a team that lost a lot and and they're struggling a little bit. So I don't anticipate them being number one much longer. Post Falls was second. Cordelaine was fourth. What do you think about those two teams and where they're at? You know, it, it's kind of interesting, too, because you look at the coaches' rankings and sometimes they go based off of dual meet teams versus tournament teams. Um, Post Falls is a really good dual meet team just because they fill every weight class um, and they fill it with quality kids. I think Coeur d'Alene could be a sneaky tournament team this year just because of the quality guys that they have. Maybe not at every single weight class, but the ones that they do have that are good, um, you know, they're going to have top three finishes. They're going to be podium guys. So, you know, you can look at the rankings and be like, oh, yeah, so-and-so beat so-and-so in a duel. That doesn't mean much because that team could have had, you know, five hammers in their lineup that all got pins, um, you know, but they were the only ones to score 35 points for their team in the duel. Um, you know, it's – it's so you get in the tournament, though, they could be scoring 179 team points or plus. Um, so I think Coeur d'Alene could be a sneaky team. I, I say that they're going to finish in the top three at state this year just with what they have in the lineup right now. Obviously, injuries can change things. Um, post falls, just, I mean, I look at them and they're good. And, and Coach Reardon does such a great job with his team and the little guy program there. Um, just keep continues to feed quality kids into that program. They they get it by numbers, man. They show up and they've got, you know, two kids in every weight class from like, you know, 106 up, maybe 98 pounds. They might even have two guys that hit the podium there. So I see Coeur d'Alene and Post Falls. They're both going to be top three teams. I mean, I – the battle's going to be CUNA and, and Meridian. Um, Rocky's floating around out there too, down south, but um, CUNA could be a sneaky team as well. Yeah. Could you explain that uh, for, for our listeners that maybe aren't as tuned into wrestling? And, and sure. I'll admit that I, I'm learning things about wrestling. My high school didn't have wrestling. All we had was basketball. So uh, growing up, I wasn't exposed to wrestling like a lot of people up north are. But there are there. There seems to be two strategies when it comes to getting to state. There's the, the quantity, which is like sheer numbers, which Meridian yep. had last year. That's why they won. But there but then there's also quality. If you've got like five guys that are going to be at the top of the podium, you have a chance as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get guys that are placing in the top, you know, four, they're going to get more team points obviously because of the higher finish. Um, but the blood rounds is really where, you know, I think state championship teams are made. And so if you've got more guys that are going for five, six, um, you know, fifth, sixth place finishes at state, um, that are getting to the second day. It just helps your overall team score because, you're, you know, the single digit points or the half points and everything, 
I mean, state championships have been decided by half points before. So, you know, getting those extra guys to just finish with the win at maybe fifth place um, can be the difference. Getting two or three of those guys on your roster um, definitely can set you apart for sure. Yeah, it's going to be really fascinating to chart uh, the teams up north. Uh, there, there were no other teams up north that were ranked in any of the polls, 4A, 3A, 2A. Um, yeah. That'll no, change. That. Yeah, I think Lake City was floating around out there. They were lurking. Lakeland was kind of on the outside looking in, too. Um, I talked about Moscow earlier. I think they're a team that could turn some heads this winter as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see with uh, Tri-State coming up this weekend. We're really going to see how good is Coeur d'Alene, how good is Post Falls, how good is Lakeland, because they're going to be tested with a lot of these Washington and Montana schools coming in and a couple Oregon schools, too. So it'll be a great tournament. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be there Friday um, watching some some wrestling. So down at North Idaho College. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. I, I know uh, Post Falls has already ventured into Montana, I think, and done pretty well. Lakeland was there last night. Yeah, they wrestled, I think, Big Fork and Libby, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, so. Yeah. How many teams like for, for fans that don't know? I mean, this is one of the biggest tournaments of the regular season, right? There's going to be, I think it's 30 plus teams that show up that bring, bring lineups. So, I mean, it's a, it's a good healthy size bracket. If it's not 64, I want to say it's 32 man brackets. So um, they'll probably have a few pigtails to get into the tournament too. So, which if you don't know what a pigtail is, it's like a wrestle in. Um, so think of it as like the, the play in games for the NCAA tournament. You're there, but are you really in the tournament yet? Um, so there, there'll be probably a few of those matches to get into some of the weight classes too, just based on numbers. But it is uh, one of the most prestigious tournaments in the country, not just Northwest, but it's the the quality of, of wrestling that's there is um, really outstanding, and they do a great job running it. North Idaho College does a great job hosting the event, and that place gets crazy Saturday night for the finals. That place goes nuts. It's It's a really awesome atmosphere. Yeah, I know that Idaho is ahead of Montana in terms of talent in wrestling and teams, but where does it where does Idaho compare to Washington? You know, I, I think it Idaho is on its way up, and I think it's on its way up in all sports. I, I do think that losing the COVID year for a lot of these other neighboring states has made a big difference as far as the level of competition. You've seen Idaho been able to flex a little bit on some of these Washington schools, um, so. You know, Washington historically was probably a top 10 state in wrestling. I mean, their their state tournament's one of the biggest in the country. Um, they'll have 24 mats on the floor of the Tacoma Dome. And if you've never seen it, it is it is awesome. It's an incredible experience. Um, I've been able, fortunate enough to coach there um, at the state tournament. And, uh, you know, Saturday night for the finals, you'll have 20,000 fans there. It's, it's unbelievably awesome. It's a super, super unique uh, environment that's definitely if like here you have a bucket list for wrestling fans it's a place to go as that washington state tournament is super neat um i think this year idaho's gotten a lot better they're leveling the playing field washington just gets it based on sheer numbers that's you know they've got you know 68 two-way high schools in the state of washington they've got 54 3a high schools and i think that they've got something like 51 or 52 4a high schools which is the largest classification so just based on sheer numbers I mean, that's a that's an unbelievably large amount of schools that, you know, we're looking at like you've got 22 5A schools in the entire state. So <laughs> I mean, you're not even hitting half of a region in the state of Washington, if you look at it that way. Yeah. Population wise, Washington dwarfs Idaho for sure. It does. Um, Competition wise, though, it's getting better. It's getting a lot better. 
Yeah, that's so exciting. Uh, we'll, and we'll dive into a full recap of of the Tri-State uh, next week on yeah. the North Idaho PrepCast for sure. Um, it, that's going to be really exciting. Let's let's uh, transition to basketball where I got to be honest, Ryan, you know, taking a peek at, at the standings and things uh, in girls basketball, there are a lot of good teams, including in, in the Inland Empire League at the 5A level where you've got Lake City, Coeur d'Alene, and Post Falls those three schools are a combined 23 and one right now. That is uh, a gaudy stat right now. Um, and what's good in, in girls is probably equally good in boys too right now, I'd say in North Idaho, but uh, that yeah, girls basketball in North Idaho is, we talked about it in that preview show that it could be um, the creme de la creme, I guess, of, of teams. Like we've got, we could have legitly, you know, I don't, the crazy part about this is that like you might get one, maybe two of these teams out of North Idaho into the state tournament um, out of the five A's. So, you know, you're looking at Lake city who's undefeated Coeur d'Alene's undefeated post falls has a single loss. One of those teams isn't going to be making the state tournament. I mean, that's the, the part that's just like, it, it's crazy to me, but, um, but that just says a lot about the level of competition. I mean, th- that league is, sh- is not a lot numbers wise, but the depth there is crazy. Um, and what we've, you know, that we've been able to put the hurt down on some greater Spokane Lake schools so far this year. So it's been, uh, it's been really competitive and, you know, the poor four, a teams, man, they're like six and 17 right now combined. <laughs> so they're taking some lumps from those five, a schools. Yes. And that will, uh, that, that'll be interesting. And we could talk about it as we get closer to state tournament time. Um, but I think that could negatively impact those four, a teams in terms of their max preps seeding at state but yeah and that i mean that's the unfortunate part about playing that 5a 4a combined league but i mean you just had to do it for scheduling purposes you couldn't really get around it they i don't know if they've always done it that way but um since they've implemented it does hurt the max preps entering the state tournament you're only going to get a single bid um and you know you're going to probably be the eight seed when you go to state i mean you're gonna be seven or eight just based on record alone because of you know, the, this, I don't want to say beat downs, but like Lake city has been putting the hurt on some teams right now. So, um, yeah. you know, you'll be better for it being battle tested. Yes. But I don't know what it does as far as, you know, it doesn't make your road any easier once you get to state. Yeah, for sure. And by the way, those five, a schools aren't just beating up on the, on the Spokane schools, but Meridian Rocky mountain and Eagle yep. all came up and played post falls, Lake city court lane. And the, they went nine and zero against the Boise yeah. teams. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's impressive as well. Well, we're going to, we're going to have a new segment each week here on the North Idaho prep cast, Ryan. It's your, it's your, uh, power rankings, so to speak, but we're calling it the, Who North can I Idaho. Make the most angry. <laughs> I, I love generating the conversation. That's what I love. Um, we're going to call it the North Idaho nine. And these are your top nine teams, regardless of classification, in North Idaho right now, as of today, the way you see it. So let's go ahead yep. and pull up, since we're talking about girls basketball, your North Idaho nine for girls hoops. And yep. again, if you're watching the video of this on YouTube or Facebook, you'll see it at the bottom. Otherwise, we'll just go over the list for the audio only listeners. Yeah, so I got Lake City number one, Lapway girls at number two. And that's, I mean, they're doing a great job. The Wildcats are having a great season for both boys and girls. This can change throughout the year, obviously. I think is, you know, depending on what happens down in Las Vegas with Lake City and Post Falls heading down there, um, it can definitely change some things. 
Um, I've got Post Falls three, Cordelaine four, Timberlake and Kellogg are five and six. I mean, that's a dogfight of a conference. We just we talked about that in the preview show. Um, it's like one A and one B. Um, Grangeville at seven, Kendrick at eight, and Wallace is my sneaky team. I like I like the uh, the Wallace girls team coming in there at number nine. Um, having a great season so far. Yeah, that's yeah. Wallace is off to a great start. The thing that stood out to me as I analyze your picks here is Kendrick at number eight. That's I know I'm going to get some Tigers fans are like, you were so high on us a week ago. And now you're like throwing us under the bus. Yeah. Well, so take it. So take us through it. Take us how you got Kendrick at number eight. I'm going motivation factor. I don't want to get complacent. Um, no, <laughs> I do. I, I, I think that Timberlake girls team, um, they're young but they're finding their paces. I just think if they got in a head-to-head battle, um, it would just be based on numbers. It'd be, I would say, fairly overwhelmed um, with Kendrick just based on the the numbers of team. Um, Kendrick's played, you know, a, a decent schedule. It's they don't really get the luxury of of playing a ton of um, other competitive schools from Southern Idaho just due to when the schedules come out and travel and everything with winter. So, um, you know, Timberlake's been tested so far early on in the year. So it's Kellogg. Both those teams have come in and, and been really solid Grangeville as well. I mean, they're playing a tough schedule are the Bulldogs and they've been able to beat some, some good state caliber teams. Um, so I, I just have Kendrick back there on the back end. We'll see what they do as they go progress through the year. If they're undefeated, they're going to, they're going to work their way up. Um, but Lapway, you know, I look at them and they've been tested a little bit earlier in the year and they've, they've been able to really show up. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, they've had a couple of, of league games that they've put the, the bootstraps to other really solid teams like Prairie. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at for the moment just because I see Lake City and, and, and you know, Post Falls. Coeur d'Alene's a sneaky team, too, because we haven't really even talked about them and what they've done so far and what they're going to do as things move forward. But, um, you know, that'll change throughout the season. So this is just our first ranking that we kind of threw out there based on what's what's presented itself earlier in the year. <laughs> yes. Um, it's, it's crazy to me. Uh, the, the girls basketball coaches poll came out and Lake city's at number two, which makes sense. Court Lane was ranked last week and they're not ranked this week and post falls is ranked. And I'm like, uh, yeah. the Vikings are undefeated. <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> like, what do we have to do? We can't get any respect. Yeah. I have to go back to Roddy Dangerfield. But, um, you know, I think it'll all shake out how it's supposed to, obviously the more you play, but, um, Christmas time, we'll have a lot to say um with with what happens in the rankings yeah so you mentioned it uh lake city post falls are going to the uh tarkanian classic in las vegas named after uh the great uh late great jerry tarkanian who yeah. coached uh, unlv for so many years and would chew he'd chew on the towels on the sideline and uh yeah great great event every year in las vegas this is like the premier tournament in the western united states yeah you you have to uh, apply to get in and they, they're only taking the best teams. You know, you, Joe Schmo university can't go play there. It's, it's reserved for the best teams. Lake city is going to play in the toughest bracket. There's there's 16 team brackets and they are playing in the toughest one. It's called the, uh, the diamond bracket. diamond bracket. Yeah. Post falls will be competing in the Ruby bracket, which is the, the second most difficult, um, th- this is going to be really fun to watch and, and see how these teams do. Lake City opens uh, with a, a school from 
Nevada called Desert Oasis. That's right. Yeah. And they're they're in the same pool as you know the name that stood out to me right away is Bishop Gorman High School, which is right there in Vegas. They're, yeah. they're a powerhouse and everything. So Post Falls is going to start with a Nevada school as well, Clark High School. So and this is a four-day, this is a four-day marathon. And it's yeah. if you get if you get to that fourth day, not everybody plays on the fourth day, but if you get there, you've earned it. Yeah, and I think that the finals are held in the Orleans Arena if you make it to the semis. So um, they'll get to play where they host, you know, they've hosted the WAC tournament in the past in the Mountain West, um, not Mountain West, but the uh, West Coast Conference hosts their uh, conference tournament there as well. So um, pretty cool. They get to play in a, in a big arena if they that a chance to make it to the final four of that tournament. But um, I know Post Falls' coach was like, hey, I didn't know that we were going to be this good this early in the year. Maybe we should have gone into that elite bracket, too. Um but, you know, it'll be a good test for the Trojans and for the T-Wolves. I think they're going to go down there and, ha- one, have a great time. The bonding experience is probably invaluable. Um, but, yeah, just great competition for both teams. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun to watch them. So that's uh, our girls' basketball recap. We'll have more to talk about next week. Let's do the North Idaho 9 for boys' basketball. And at the top, at least, you know, it looks pretty similar here. Yeah, so one Lake City, Lapway 2. Uh, three, I've got Lewiston sneaking in there. The Bengals are, are a team to be messed with, I think. They're they're showing up, and they play really good team ball. Uh, four, I got St. Mary's. Uh, their only loss is, actually, is to Lapway in a close game. Um, Coeur d'Alene at five, Kellogg six, Lakeside seven, Kamii eight, and Prairie nine. The teams that may have had the best weeks last week is Kellogg and Kamii. Um, both I t- we talked about, I said Kamii was going to be the sneaky team in the White Pine League, and uh, they have shown that so far this year as they're undefeated right now, still. But Kellogg uh, went over to a tournament over in Montana and played uh, East Helena and put the beat down on them. So they've played some, some decent sized schools and been able to, to flex a little bit. So the, uh, the Kellogg team, I'm, I'm looking for big things from them. Uh, Bonners Ferry had a great week too last week. I don't want to, you know, feel them slighted, but they're not on our list, but um, that three, a league that IML is competitive as all get out this year. Yeah, it's, it's going to be so fun to watch uh, those teams battle all season long. East Helena is kind of a newer high school in Montana. I think it's been open for three years now, and this might be the second year they've had a varsity program. Um, okay. The East Helena Vigilantes, though. I like the team. <laughs> I'd like to see them play the Orfino Maniacs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a... Uh, you know, we talk about Lakeside as another sneaky team, the team out of Plummer. Um, they've been they've been rock solid too. Sorry, my dog is like trying to sit on my feet and chew on my shoe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lakeside, you know, beat beat uh, Timberlake last week by eleven. So um, that that group, the Knights, are rolling so far this year too. So shout out to that team because it's seven. I think they're a sneaky team, especially once they enter the state tournament again this year, if they can find their way. Uh, down to Southern Idaho, they're going to make some noise. I mean, if they can stay healthy last year, I know that they would have been my favorite to play Lapway in the title game, but they lost Day Day Higgins. But um, lost, I mean, the guy that had a lot of production, they, Vander Brown is playing his absolute brains out right now. Yeah, he's he's been phenomenal. Uh, I did. I I I read a nice article in the in the Cordelaine Press. I believe it was Mark Nelke who wrote it, talking about how James Two Teeth, the coach at Lakeside, you know, he basically said, "I'm done." And uh, his players came to him and said, you can't give up on us yet. You know, we got to we got to try. And so he was convinced to come back 
and he's really enjoying it. It's pretty much a new cast of characters. Vander Brown's the only starter that's back, and yeah, otherwise they lost like four year starters, right? At yeah, Day Higgins and uh players like that Kenyon spotted horse. And um, so it, it's been kind of fun to watch coach two teeth and Lakeside kind of uh, mold the clay a little bit differently, but yeah. And they're a different team than what they've been in, in the past. I think that they're a little bit more, I don't want to say balanced, but I don't think that they're so score heavy, but they, I mean, they've thrown up 92 points in a game and 89 points in a game. So they've been able to pour it in. And I don't think that that was something that they were expecting out of this team so far. Uh, this year, I think that they were going to rely on defense a little bit more. And all of a sudden, here they are, you know, opening the floodgates as far as scoring goes so far early in the season. Yeah. So uh, the big the big tournament that's going on this week for boys basketball is the Hawaii tournament. Hawaii, the brand new high school in Meridian. Um, they've, they've separated it. It's an eight team bracket and there's a large school, which is five, a four, a, and then there's a small school, which is like your three, a two, a one, a, and there's a lot of teams from North Idaho that are coming down to compete. Uh, five, a schools, post falls and Lake city will both be there. Lake city plays Burley Thursday at six 30 post falls. will play Minico Thursday at five o'clock. So those two games will be back to back. I, I think those are two wins for post falls in yeah. Lake city. Oh and yeah. So when you look at the overall tournament, I'm hoping one of them, you know, gets to play like a like a team from Boise in the I would like to see him play Hawaii, I think would be a great game. I mean right. a lot of people are talking about that team just based on some of the dudes that they've got, you know, talking Gatorade player of the year noise already, which I think it's way too early because the likes of like Blake Buchanan and Zach Johnson and some of the kids from Lake City are gonna have a lot to say about that too. Um, I mean, even tie this year out, which we'll talk about their game coming up this weekend, which I'm looking forward to because I'll be there for that one. But um, yeah, it's uh, that tournament down there. I think it's going to be a good test for Lake City and for Post Falls. Just see where they're at. Um, you know, it's not going to hurt anything as far as rankings don't matter if you win your conference. Um, but they're going to get a no early like, hey, where do we sit as far as heading into state? Um, you know, if they're going to get, find their way there and punch their ticket, you know, it's a, it's a good chance to, to see where they, where they're going to land. Now, as I'm looking at the, the, the list of teams that are competing, this is strange, but I, I don't, I don't see a, why he competing really? their own tournament. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, the other, the other, the other matchups, you've got Timberline, uh, and Emmett and Blackfoot and Pocatello, which is interesting. Okay, that's so, that is interesting. I thought that they would have been playing in a tournament that they're hosting, but <laughs> I guess not. Okay. <laughs> and that's not official. I'm just kind of looking very quickly yeah. at the Well, I know that there's gonna they're gonna be headed back down for another three game stretch after Christmas, too. So um Lake Lake City will be down in southern Idaho again playing some teams out of the Boise area. Um so it'll be a, a good a good next six game stretch, I think, for the T Wolves and for the, the Trojans is just to see where they're at. Yeah, and the, and the biggest thing is they want to travel down there because that's where state's going to be, right? They want to yep. have their players used to getting on the bus and, and riding down there. So, um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. The, the small school bracket, St. Mary's, is going down to compete. And, and this there's a little more variety in this bracket because you've got three A's and, and two A's. Um, they play Malad in their first game. Now, Malad traditionally is a strong program. They haven't been for a couple of years. That should be a win for St. Mary's. And I'm kind of hoping at some point they get to play Ambrose. That would be a rematch of the 2A championship from last year. Ambrose is playing at this tournament as well. I'd really like to see that. 
Yeah, that Archer's team is is solid too. And so being able to see St. Mary's get back in there. We've already seen them testing against Lapway, you know, and that and I think that was a good a good test for them. They St. Mary's comes back and beats Lakeland and I think they they beat did they or no, that was Kellogg that beat Sandpoint, but um I know for sure St. Mary's beat Lakeland. Um so and beat Bonner's Ferry. So the the Lumberjacks are rolling right now. They're playing some really great basketball. Um but yeah, if they get a chance to play the likes of like Ambrose down there, is is a great early season test to just kind of go. So here's what happened. This is what went right. This is what went wrong. If we're gonna kind of expect to find our way down here again, this is where we need to to finish and need to work on things, and um, you know, not have to rely on on 38 foot buckets from Colby Renner at the buzzer necessarily. So, <laughs> right. And and I will say that uh, IdahoSports.com will be video broadcasting all of the small school games so st mary's fans can tune in and watch their lumberjacks all weekend long they will play thursday at five o'clock against malad and then depending on whether they win or lose determines when they play friday and saturday but so all three st mary's games will be covered on idahosports.com live video coverage totally free as well fantastic that's awesome yeah so uh lumberjack nation spread the word uh that's gonna be a lot of fun Okay, let's wrap up the show today. Oh, well, let's. Our boys' basketball conversation is not complete yet, right? Not because quite we, yet. We, yeah. We've got we've got to talk about this game, this non conference game that's happening Saturday at 1 30 p.m. at Coeur d'Alene High School. The 5A Vikings hosting 1A Lapway. This I'm is about this game. <laughs> I really am. This is unprecedented. So yeah, this, and this it, is unprecedented. Yeah, Coach Eastman from Lapway just threw it out there. He's like, somebody play us. Like, we don't care what classification. You know, they played up against a 2A team. Last year they played uh, Lakeland in the 4As. Um, Coach Eastman's like, this is what we've got. You know who we are. Like, you know, you know where we've been. Somebody play us. We don't care who, anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Let's do it. And uh, Coeur d'Alene answered the bell. So, you know, props to the Vikings for stepping up. And I think that you know, they're going to give the fans what they want to see. This is going to be an awesome game. Um, and it's kind of a, a different, they're two really different teams, um, which I was going to kind of like lay out some keys to this game because I think yeah. that, you know, the Vikings, I don't want to say like you, who would ever say like a five, a team could be considered an underdog against a one, a team. And I mean, but you can also say like Lapway is the underdog because they're the one, a team playing a five, a team. But, uh, you know, this is like Indiana style basketball is where it's one classification. It doesn't matter. Let's just throw, throw haymakers and see who wins. Um, but if Coeur d'Alene can get Lapway in foul trouble and get to their bench, it's going to sway in the Vikings favor, in my opinion, just because they do have size. Um, you know, if Lapway is going to win, they're going to get Coeur d'Alene into the transition game and just turn it into a track meet. If they can go up and down the floor it's going to it's going to sway in the favor i think of the wildcats just based on what Titus Earout can do you know cross taylor shooting from the perimeter uh ellenwood jones he does a great job distributing the ball especially in transition you get that team running case why not the saw he's a sophomore this year he's got a little bit more size he can throw down dunks left and right um and then of course you've got ellenwood and aj ellenwood inside too so it's a you know, that, that Lapway team is good. I don't think they're as deep as the Vikings are. Um, you know, we talk about the likes of Cameron Cope and Bankston and Burgess and Larson. Like, there's some size there. They've got dudes that are 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, you know, through that lineup. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see what it, what the Wildcats can do because I think Ellenwood's their biggest guy at six four, um, and you know you got outside of that case why not six three, but he's kind of a slender six three still he's still growing into his frame. Um, so if Cordelin can use the size inside get Lapway in foul trouble I think the Vikings win. Um, if Lapway can attack the perimeter and get into like a transition game the the Wildcats it wouldn't surprise me if they put up eighty. Yeah. And this is this is a game where I agree with you that I think Cameron the 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 game I I like Lane to win the game uh, because their depth right they yeah. they pretty regularly play nine ten eleven guys a night that's just what Coach John Adams likes to do. Yep, Lapway is very top heavy, and so if you can force Lapway to dig into the bench, I think that favors Lane. And the other part is is. Do you have an answer for Cameron Cope inside? I'm not sure Lapoy does. Yeah. The other key is going to be, I think, Stephen Burgess handling the ball for for Coeur d'Alene. You know, how does he do with these uber athletic guards in his face? Yep. Um, so I think that'll be a key to the game as well. This this could be a game for Coeur d'Alene. if they if they get the win over Lapoy, and let's say Lapoy goes 20 and one, and their one loss was to Coeur d'Alene, their max preps ranking is going to skyrocket because yep. the computer doesn't recognize that it was a 5A versus a 1A. All it recognizes is, hey, you beat a 20 and 1 team. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I mean, we saw it in football, what it did with Sandpoint when they played Homedale and they yeah. lost that game to Homedale and it didn't hurt them at all. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think that the Vikings were smart to schedule this game, especially, you know, what, it, what the likes of it could show late in the season. And, um, you know, if you're going to look at a type of team that Lapway is, I mean, the only other team I would really compare them to, like as far as playing style, would be a Lake City. Um, so if you want to know how you're going to handle against a, a league foe that's got, you know, range that can light it up from the outside and, and play that transition game, you know, this is a really good test to see how you would do against another another team, especially you know, what six seven blocks away. So. Yeah. We, man, I would love to do a little like a Christmas round robin tournament. You get Lake City, Lapway, Lakeside, and St. Mary's, and just put them together and and yeah. say let's let's duke it out. Because I think all four of those <laughs> That'd teams be awesome. Yeah, that would dy- be fantastic. Yeah, how dynamic would that be? That'd be so cool, but that won't. That's happen. why I'm surprised we don't have a tournament up north. And I think it'll change as facilities get better. And, and some of these schools have, you know, obviously expanded their gyms and stuff, but um, you know, you've got a facility. I know that Lewiston hosts that Avista tournament. I hope that that thing grows in size because it could be a pretty marquee tournament just based on that. That facility is phenomenal down there at LCSC in Lewiston. So, um, and then Lewiston high school's facility is great too. So like, I mean, let's not, I mean, they got a brand new high school. That's, that's gorgeous. So um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some options. I don't know why more marquee teams aren't making the trek up to North Idaho and like making a, a tournament out of this or, or somebody's doing that, that legwork. Yeah. You know, I, I think priest river is hosting a small four team tournament. Um, yeah. You know, Sp- Spokane hosts a lot of tournaments. And so it's easy for those teams to just sure. go, you know, 30 miles to Spokane and, and compete there. But yeah, that's, that's what we're keeping an eye on for boys basketball this week. And, and we'll of course recap all of that exciting action on next week's prep cast before we yep. duck out Ryan today, we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, today is the uh, early signing day for college football players. And I know there's a lot of yeah. good players up north. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, just the early ones that have kind of filtered in so far, the big one 
obviously we were kind of waiting on was where was Cameron Cope going to go from the, the uh, defensive end from Coeur d'Alene signed with the Weber state Wildcats. They're sneaking into, uh, into Idaho again and stealing another uh, top player. So, you know, that's a, a great accomplishment for Cameron. I mean, he's a great kid and a great player and going to an awesome FCS team. I mean, that, that Weber state team is really taking some of the, we talked about it kind of off air, but, um, you know, the creme de la creme or the, the, the better of the Idaho players are, are really sneaking across the borders and leaking out of the state if they're not going to BSU. And so, um, you know, congrats to the Wildcats to, to land a really good kid because that's a that's a that's a big signing. He's going to go join Ammon Munyer down there. Um, I think Ammon's on his mission right now, so he should be back next year. But um, or the year after. But it'll be uh, it'll be good to see what Cameron does down there. I'm excited to see him play at a high level of competition. Is there an indication which side of the ball he's going to play? He's going to play. They sign him as a D end. D end. Okay, yep. that's what I figured. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm kind of salivating, like uh, picturing. Just imagine, like having a two tight end set with Cope and Munier. As your that two would actually be pretty awesome. <laughs> that <would> be super <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah, be pretty and, awesome. And and you know, I think the the D end at the college level does fit Cameron's game better. Yeah. Um, cause he is a little bit more physical. Um, and he's going to, we know that he's going to put some, some mass on that frame too. He's six foot five, two twenty. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the two fifty range within a year or two, but, um, and another signing locally is Gunnar Julio signed at Carroll college. So they're, they're clean up and so did Wyatt Sanford. So two quarter lane Vikings headed up there. Um, you know, the, the saints are, are getting some, some local talent. They've been stealing some dudes here and there over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, for what was at a time they were they were rock solid um NAI school you know that I think the level of competition has leveled out a little bit but you know between them and Rocky and some of those other schools the the, the competition is definitely the playing field's leveled but um and then um Clark the uh the wide receiver from um I totally spacing it from Post Falls <laughs> signed at Whitworth so um yeah it's uh I lost my notes for a second. I was like looking at the Twitter feed this morning before it popped on here. But that's uh, all right. Was it was it Car- Carson Tucker? Sorry, Carson Tucker. There we yeah, go. Post balls. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't trying to sell out the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Leaking some information that didn't take place. Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, Carson Tucker signing on with uh, with Whitworth is a, is another good signing. He's gonna go play some NCAA uh, D three ball. So. Um, good for him and, and for that program for post falls to get another kid playing to the next level. Yeah. We, Weber state is kind of, uh, putting together a nice little class with, uh, Cameron Cope and they signed Tiger Adolfo, the quarterback yeah. from Rigby as well. Yep. Um, yeah, they're, they're getting a nice What are the Vandals and Bengals doing Idaho and Idaho state? What are you doing? I'm what? looking, I'm looking <laughs> right now at the top recruits in the state of Idaho. There is one. That's going to one of those two schools, and that's Bryler Shirtliff from West Side going to Idaho yep. State. What is going on? I don't. I mean, well, I mean, I can, I can kind of say, but I don't want to say. But they fired the reason why. So, they said Scott he was, you know, thinking that he had to go to Florida and California to get all of his players. But, um, you know, I think you got to protect home base first, and. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so kudos to, to Weber state to, to get some good kids within the region, but, and to Montana, you know, that I know that Luke McCorkle's had, you know, five offers to him from Sandpoint. So he's got to make a decision too. And, um, you know, Parker Pettit for next year, obviously, but he's got more looks coming his way and having a chance to talk to his dad and, 
Um, it's just that whole process recruiting is crazy. You start throwing in the name image likeness stuff now and um, the open transfer portal and everything too. It's just it college the I mean, we could do a whole show on college recruiting now because it's the it is a different animal than it was when I was, you know, 2003 graduate coming out of Clarkson High School. I think that's going to be one of our maybe springtime or off season. We'll we'll bring Craig Shaver on again yep. and talk and talk about it because he, you know, he's pretty heavily involved in in Very that much. circuit as well. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for now on the North Idaho prep cast. A lot of good stuff as always, and there's going to be plenty to talk about on next week's show as well. Um, St. Mary's fans tune into your lumberjacks at the Hawaii tournament Thursday, Friday, and Saturday live on idahosports.com. Otherwise, whether you're at the, the tri-state wrestling meet or uh, at basketball, if you're at that Lapway Corlane game, wherever I'll you're at. Updates. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have updates <laughs> on my Instagram and, and Twitter feed. So um, Instagram is at North Idaho game night. And then on Twitter is at N Idaho game night. Um, I'll have pictures and updates from, from both tri-state and from the Coeur d'Alene Lapway game. Perfect. All right. So check all of that out this weekend. It's going to be a fantastic time uh, for Ryan Skaggs. I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in everybody to the North Idaho prep cast. We'll see you next time on Idaho sports.